Hello, everybody, and welcome in to a very different episode of Farm to Fame. You may notice that I am not Kelsey Wingett, but I am Peter Moylan. And sitting across from me is one of the most ridiculously handsome men I've ever had the pleasure of being in the same room as Mr. Jake Storielli. Welcome to Farm to Fame, my friend. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to say Maddie Mess. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, next. so am I being you? Am I being Kelsey? What do I like? What should I don't I know? I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you can just look, you can just try and be you for now, and then if you slide into one of us along the way, that's oh, fine. Yep, um, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. Uh, my sweet John boy, who uh, we we do we do some content together, uh, he sent the Sunday. Oh yeah, tomorrow's Memorial Day. I I might do some. I'd like to do a little some things with my family. I was like, yeah, I I kind of thought that text was gonna be coming uh, two weeks ago, but I'm glad we're doing it now. And then uh, <laughs> we ended up circling up, and there was a period of yesterday where I was like, wait, my whole Memorial Day, we might we might be clean. I might do talk a couple minutes of baseball, but that's that's layups. Now I think I've got a big busier Monday than I normally do, but man, I am happy to be with the farmers uh, and yucking it up with you guys. Well, I'm, I'm really happy that you're here because you're filling in for obviously Kelsey, who has ha got a big few weeks, yeah. an unexpected, uh, an unexpected injury a couple of, a uh, couple of weeks ago, but she's doing a lot better. She's doing great. The stitches are out and uh, big wedding coming up. So she's going to take a few weeks off. And it's going to be me and some special guests and Matty Mass. Matty Mass, you can't see Matty Mass, but you can hear Matty Mass. Ready? One, two, three. Matty, you there? Here. Yeah. Mm. That's amazing. Oh, by the way, uh, just just to give you a heads up of what kind of hotel I'm staying in, um, that is in my room. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's a, I don't know what it is, but hey, we're Bring in the desert. The so let's roll. Bring it to the stage. Yeah, I should, right? Um, yeah, like just under my arm. That I'm sure I'll get through security yeah. that way. That'll be fine. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, all right, I'm, buddy. Peter, I got the notes from you, Maddie. Yes, Jake. Uh, it's time That's to something. do the opener. We are talking a couple big ones. Adley Rushman, kind of like the dude, kind of the guy. Like I'm starting to understand. I know Kelsey took the whole ball off the dome thing, but I think you guys were planning on subbing me in for this episode anyways. The Adley Rushman call up up. Um, and then, Peter, you're going to have to tell me. I have a little bit of baseball pride, um, which might surprise people. I'm pretty good with prospects. I play some nerdy baseball games. I know about, a lot about some of these guys. Michael Harris, too, a little bit of a blind spot. Yeah, me and I'm gonna need you to walk me through that uh, while I walk you through a little bit of DraftKings, the official sports Ooh. betting partner of Major League Baseball. You can bet five dollars on any team to win, and even if they don't win or lose, you will get a hundred and fifty dollars in free bets. That's not too shabby. If you're looking to get in the game, do it with DraftKings. They have their same game parlays. Bobby Gordo's been putting a couple bets out on Friday. Two for three last week. That's not bad. It's not bad. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY. Bet just $5 and get $150 in free bets no matter what happens on the field. Promo code JOMBOY at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And be trademarks used with permission, Pete. Did you bet on Michael Harris making a barehanded catch this weekend? Mm. Heard the odds were pretty good. Uh, I, I don't bet on baseball. Just so you know, I don't, I don't bet on baseball. But I tell you, right, he... Whew, Miss Reed, obviously. But holy cow, to be able to make a barehanded catch like that, Good for you, Michael Harris. Should I get into Michael Harris? Let's quick? do Michael Harris. You, you, you set me up a little bit with this because, man, I mean, 21 years old, your Braves, like what's, what's going on here? Is this, should we circle the date and then we'll look back in two months and the Braves are going to be 
21 and nine since they called up Michael Harris? Look, I don't know what kind of an impact the bat's going to have early, but I know that the athleticism and the defense is going to be pretty fun to watch, especially when you throw Ronald Acuna in right field and you have Adam Duval, Gold Glove left fielder in left field. And then you put Michael Harris, who's ridiculous out there in center field. Uh, that's what they brought him up for, I think, to shore up the defense. There's been a, there was a couple of games there where it just looked like, you know, we we were the Phillies for a minute, and we're not. So um, Michael Harris has been called up out of relative obscurity. He he was drafted in 2019, had a decent rookie ball season, went to A ball, and then kind of struggled a little bit, and then 2020 hit. And I've always said that. 2020 is going to make a big difference. There's going to be a lot of guys that are going to get out of baseball because of the 2020, because they didn't work hard enough. I think Michael Harris was the opposite. He's the guy that went just balls to the wall and said, you know what, let's take advantage of this. And all he's done since he's come up and hit uh, spring training. He's opening up eyes early on, um, but obviously he hasn't played many games above eight ball. So there is some, some hesitancy there, but he, again, comes to spring training this year and goes bananas. Uh, it's hitting all over the place and then goes to double A this year, has a 31-game on base streak um, to open up the season, I think it was. So instantly hit the ground running. And then, yeah, I mean, it just, timing worked out perfectly. I had just said two days before on a Braves broadcast that, you know, timing might be that it looks at August to September call up. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> I open up the MLB notifications yesterday or two days ago, and it's Michael Harris II has been called up to the Bravo. So it's an Atlanta kid. He graduated high school three years ago in Atlanta, and now he's suiting up for the Bravos. Like, it's just fairy tale stuff, man. It's awesome. That's incredible. I, I didn't know the local side of it. Yeah, Stockbridge High School. Okay, okay, Michael Harris. And yeah, man, I, I mean, the 2020 aspect uh, of it, it is a lot of fun. I, I guess I think of more the Michael Harris side of it than the guys that, uh, you know, I, and I guess what I do is I compartmentalize that with just baseball because there's so many guys that uh, baseball goes wrong or you go to the next level and it doesn't click that there's Michael Harris is out there that, you know, I, I don't want to link this to the Matt Olson trade, but when the Braves trade uh, Christian Pache away, uh, you know, if you've got a guy yeah. like Michael Harris com coming behind it, that makes it a lot easier on your end. Uh, and by the way, pa Pache has been struggling a little bit for Oakland. Uh, this guy gets the call. He's 21 years old. I, I feel like sometimes sports, we get numb to like what that really means uh, to be a 21 year old yeah. playing major league baseball. Uh, and I love it for the Braves as an organization. Like, Hey, this start, has not been what they expected. I, I think this team had real, you know, repeat aspirations for, you know, the Ronald Acuna part of it. And when does Soroka come back? And, you know, they, they changed some pieces. Matt Olson, I kind of like that because I think that gives you the drive to go out and try to grind and repeat when, when other guys may, may be resting or a little tired from last year. They got off to a slow start. Yep. Now you call up this kid? Like, I love it. Like, let's find out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think – I think, as I said, there's, the pressure isn't to come up and, and sort of hit straight away. He's, he's, he's in the nine hole. Um, you know, I don't want to say second leadoff, but it's it's almost like he can just relax and play defense and get his knocks when he can. And if he's on base for, for the top of the lineup, then great. He's not going to be a – it's not going to be a fridge out there. He's going to score on any base hits. It's a, I think it's a, I think it's a great move. I really do. And I mean, while we're on the subject of the Bravos, I don't know if you guys can hear me or see me, but you're frozen. I, I got you, Big Daddy. Okay, beautiful. I'm going to touch on Spencer Strider as well. Spencer Strider gets his first start tonight for uh, Atlanta. So he's been in the bullpen, obviously. He's been a weapon out there. So we just haven't been able to find someone for that fifth spot. And uh, he gets a chance at it tonight. I'm not sure if it's an opener situation, but I think he's probably going to go 65 pitches. But he's been dominant this year. And uh, it's another young guy that's that's sort of bucking the Atlanta Braves way, in a sense, uh, and bringing up young guys. So I think it's, it's an exciting time. A little bit of energy, too. 
A little bit of mustache energy. I First time I've looked at his stats, I've mostly seen him from uh, – I, I don't know if you follow Joey Mello's baseball Brit. Um, they have some look-alike stuff going on. Uh, that, that, that's, been, that's been delicious. <laughs> but, yeah, man, at 37 strikeouts in 24.1 innings. What are we doing? Punching tickets. Yeah, it's uh, it's real. Um, the only thing, and the and this is going to be everybody's question, is that he's been very fastball slider, hasn't got that third pitch yet. He's been you know, working on a changeup, but he started all last year across four levels, so he's done it before. Um, he's not stretched out just yet. I'll just be interested to see how the two pitch mix plays uh, two times through a lineup, you know, instead of just. Um, having a face and and everybody's not seen him yet and i think it's a great time too we're going across to to the 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 west uh we only see these guys once have him go through colorado and and arizona a couple of times for the lineup maybe and then see if the bullpen can hold on but the other starters have been good enough to to get deep enough into games where i feel like we'll have a rested enough bullpen to be able to cover the the fifth spot every time around it's so funny i peter i love that too i mean hey go See, see the snakes in, in the Rockies and see what you look like out there starting. Uh, you know, these yeah. guys don't have the book on you. You, you kind of have the advantage because the starting pitching thing, Mike King, who broke out for the Yankees full-blown this year and had been just vicious out of their bullpen, he had a couple starts last year where he admitted to kind of doing the Pedro Martinez where he wasn't, he wasn't throwing his off-speed or his – he wasn't throwing his full pitch mix the first time through because he wanted to save it for the second time through. The problem was he was getting hit the first time through because he was saving some of his best stuff. So that the, the mental aspect and the skill aspect that ties into it, you, you give them every advantage that, yeah, if they were given Spencer Strider the, the Phillies and he'd already seen them three times, you're sending them up for a little more failure there. So I like that. Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. Really much, but I'm ex- I'm excited for the Bravos. I really am. It's a it's a it's a cool time to uh, look. Why not? We'll see what happens. The Mets are playing great, obviously. Continue to play great, but you know, there's there's a few questions there still. And I think if we can get on a run, we can certainly make it interesting before the All Star break, at least. Yeah, I, I liked what you said on talking baseball. Like, worry about separating from the Phillies and the Marlins first, and then let's worry about pursuing. And I, I think they're two games under 500 as we record this. I think once you get over that 500 mark and, and, you know, summer's here and the heat's going, I I think that's when it really started to click. And I'm going to shout this out wherever I can today, a sneaky, massive game tonight. The Washington nationals play the New York Mets, the Washington nationals record going into tonight's game. 18 and 31. So the vaunted 19 and 31 that will be in nationals history forever. They can get that tonight, which Mm. will always be kind of a, a flag of hope to baseball teams everywhere. And it shows (laughs) how ridiculous, (laughs) how ridiculous this stupid sport is that like the nationals have been mentally written off for a while. Go look at some of the standings around baseball right now. Even the Phillies, who are in the hot seat right now are 20 and 27. And by the way, do they not have a similar formula to the nationals? They've got the starting pitchers. They've got a couple beasts in the lineup. That defense is so tough to watch, man. But when you talk about a slow start, like it's, it's still, it feels like we're two months into the season and yet we're still so much is going to happen. It's, it's every year it happens like this, man. And I, we, everyone writes so many teams off, fans get mad. And then there's a run like the Nationals or the Braves or the Royals or whoever it is that gets hot, the Giants when they get hot. Like the Rockies can win 18 in a row in the season every year. It felt like for a while there. So there's always something cool that happens. Well, there's something cool going on in Baltimore, which isn't a phrase. Um, I think has been said on a lot of baseball <laughs> baseball shows. In a while. Uh, uh, they called up Daddy Adley. Uh, Adley Rushman gets the call. The 24-year-old switch hitting super prospect numero uno, right? 
uh, as of the last rankings. Um, yep. I know him and Bobby had been flipping a little bit, and there's a yeah, Bobby got promoted from no longer being a prospect. Kicks so. off the list. Yeah, you're out of the league. He's starting to go, Peter. I I know you keep your eyes on him. He's starting to go nuts. But yeah, Adley gets the call. Um, happy for Orioles fans. I was tough on them earlier this year. I had to like talk myself out of it. I kind of didn't know what I was doing. I, I felt like a weird. I felt like a weird high school offensive lineman that was bullying a kid just because, like, the other O-linemen were doing it. And I was just like, hey, chill out, Jake. Like, the Orioles have their own problems. Let them be. I'm happy Adley is up. It feels like he should have been up a little while ago. He did. He hurt his triceps. That's why he wasn't there to start this season. Um, And Peter, you know, not to brag too much, um, that – now famous clip of me front row at the Yankees game. Uh, they were playing the Orioles, and I got to see Adley, and he was uh, – I was up the first baseline, so he was, you know, every throw to first base, he was running down the line. He is a big boy. Um, he, he is a right. tanker truck. Um, and, man, I'm, I'm just happy he's in the show, and it looks like he's seeing pitches, and um, – I don't know what the final pro- – a rookie year in baseball is a rookie year in baseball, but, man, uh, this guy should be the one of the futures of the sport for a while. Yeah, I, I, the most impressive part for me, and I said this with Rosie, I said he, the fact that he was able to be in the moment enough to take it all in and have a look, whereas stark contrast to my first game where I was absolutely shit scared to even look above the brim of my cap to see that there was a second deck. So uh, it was like, <laughs> he's the kid that knows he's going to be here for a while. And, and I was a guy that didn't know how long this was going to last. So, you know, contrasting, contrasting starts to their career. <laughs> Similar. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been to Corvallis where Oregon state is? I've not. I've never been on. I've, I've never been to that part of the country. I think. I think we need to get up there. We need an all-star game in Seattle. That's what we need. Sold. Let's do it. Um, he's off to uh, not a gangbuster start. He's got five hits. His first hit was the triple, which that's really cool stuff in Oriole land. I think him, Machado, and Ripken. Matt- all. And Matt Weeders and Weeders. Maybe it wasn't Ripken. Maybe it was Weeders, Machado, and Rushman. But they all their first hit was a triple. Weeders, like I mean, I get it. Two catches, and they both their first hits are triples. And Weeders, I don't think he would mind me saying this, but he's not the most fleet of foot I've ever seen. Come on, even as a rookie, like it wasn't like he was picking them up and putting them down. So two triples from two catches. Matt Weeders, man, he was talk about another super prospect on his way up. Do you ever you ever cross paths with him? I played golf with him uh, a couple of years ago. Great guy, um, and I think it's kind of underrated. Like he, he uh, did he deal with a bunch of injuries? Georgia Tech product, right? Georgia Tech guy, and yeah, I mean, I I think for him at least early on, he was playing and he was again good for a catcher. I, I think the expectations, sometimes we see number one prospect, Bobby Witt Jr., we see number one prospect, um, Adley Rushman, and you're like, okay, so each of these guys are going to have a 950 OPS, and it's like, well, catchers don't really do that, man. Who has there been? I mean, J- JT Realmuto did it for a couple of years, but he's scuffling this year. It's a Pudge, short, did it's Pudge a, do that? Pudge would have done that, right? It's a short lifespan, man. I think Pudge has a couple Texas years that I think there was a lot of stuff going around on baseball, but I think he was he was nasty. And it's you know, it it just re-highlights like a Buster Posey who Buster Posey did it last year. And then he dipped because he's like, I've I've probably got yeah. close to five hundred million in my bank account. Okay, so does he, based on what he did, go to the Hall of Fame? I get in a tight spot on this because I grew up with a guy named Jorge Posada who a lot of his stats tell me he's a Hall of Fame catcher. Um, I do think Buster Posey, the feel is is a little different and an MVP in the bag always makes me. I mean, I'm not a small hall guy. 
So I'd say, yes, Buster Posey should be in the Hall of Fame. But there are a lot of ar arguments with a lot of really good baseball players that could also say he shouldn't. So that's where I'm at. This is a whole discussion for another day. But now we get into the, well, if he doesn't go in, then what is it going to take to get in after right. that? Because <laughs> there's not going to be many guys that are going to play a longer career than Buster Posey from this point on, looking at the way the game's going. Peter, you're talking to the right guy. It's, it's just, I think we need to start doing some revisionist history with the hall and do like guys we've missed along the way. Um, Fred McGriff, Dale Murphy. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I know there's, there's tears to everything, right? Um, and, you know, Fred McGriff is not Albert Pujols. You got me uh, cornered. But Fred McGriff was an awesome baseball player. Thurman Munson, man, that's the one Yankee fans po point to with Posey. I, I got two catchers in Yankees land that I could give you a pretty good, I think that guy should be a Hall of Famer argument. So it, it just depends where you want to draw your line. But if I told you Thurman Munson has an MVP, seven-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove, if I told you Buster Posey has an MVP, seven-time All-Star, one-time Gold Glove, like, I don't know. I don't know why either of those guys isn't in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Man, we could get into that, but let's no. let's not. Let's get into something else. Okay? Oh, yeah. That'll, well, that'll be a couple years down the road for Adley Rushman. But um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're a uh, nickname Clutchman on baseball reference, are we in on that? Oof. I don't know. I love Jared Saltalamakia. I really do. I play. I I grew. I played with him. We were to sort of came up together ish. Like I was a bit older, but he has limited edition on the back of his triceps, mm -hmm. and I I think that's probably the the, the that's 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 up there. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a self, if it's a self-imposed nickname, and you call yourself Clutchman or Limited Edition, I don't know. If someone else calls you that, and you're like, yeah, I like that. I'll just get it tattooed on me. Then I'm cool with that too. But. Yeah, there's guy guy I went to school with on the basketball team. God's gift tied tattooed on his triceps. Um. <laughs> that's 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 next level. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! Uh, the uh, only difference would be if he had it tattooed just in his lower stomach. That would be better. <laughs> with the arrow. Um, <laughs> what's what's the uh, Peter? What? What should be honest expectations for Adley Rushman? Because, man, this, this is where I end up talking in circles. Because, dude, look at Jared Kelnick gets, gets sent down uh, this year. And, that again, we're not talking yeah. about the catching position that should be treated differently. These guys are asked to do so much more on any given day that what's real? Like, yeah. uh, if, if you're an Orioles fan, do you just want to see him – I, survive's not the right word, but survive or be average it's even? Not. Yeah. So the, they're in a different situation that he can fail and it's not going to be an issue. They're not looking to replace him this year. And you look at, like, you go back a few years when people were able to fail at the big league level and if you recovered, then great. You, you've learned valuable lessons throughout that year. The problem now is that teams put such an emphasis on winning right, right away and they think that these young guys should come up and make an impact and, and they don't allow them to ease into their careers. The only one I can really look at was Brian McCann. When Brian McCann came up, he was, he was an impact bat straight away and it was John Smoltz that, was, that threw to him once and said, hey, that's the guy that I want to throw to. So, you know, there's not that veteran guy in Baltimore. Is there, is there anyone there that's, that's sort of an older, an older guy in the starting rotation that, that not really? Uh, they signed Jordan Lyles this year, um, but that's that's it. Okay. Well, I, I honestly just think that he he can learn the game, learn, I guess, each of their pitches, even though they're probably not going to be there when it's time for them to actually try and win. I mean, he can just get used to this game at this level. But again, it's going to speed up as well as, as, as the team gets better and maybe as they grow together, you know, maybe there'll be a few other prospects that come up that can, that can flank him and, and make this a, a, a decent run. But they, they're, they're playing good baseball right now. It's, they're playing decent baseball. They're not, they're not a laughing stock, which is, which is 
good for me and it's good for him that he's not just going to get punched down every time he goes out there too. Yeah. And I, I guess something that's going to be interesting to watch to see how he develops and what he turns into. Um, they have, they've DH'd him three games and he's caught five. Um, and they have Robinson Chirino. So he's, you know, a veteran catcher that's, that's been around and done it a little bit. So maybe that's even, maybe that's part of the answer I was looking for. Maybe they're telling him like, Hey, because like you're saying, a, a lot of their rotation, I, I don't think Baltimore currently has penciled in for the, the 2025 Orioles. So if, if you're them, maybe they're saying like, hey, come up, adjust to the pitching, feel things out. Um, easier said than done, I'm sure. But um, let's get them a home run soon. We're on game eight, and you just don't want that to become a thing. Yeah. Well, it, and is that a, th that's another subject, man. Like home runs aren't a thing right now. There's a lot of pool home runs going on. Oppo home runs are tough to come by these days. Like it, have you talked about the balls much? We've done a little ball talk. Um, you know, I, I think they're definitely not juiced. I, I think the question, if, if there was, let's see, what's, what's the Jake way to phrase this? If the juice ball years were a 10 out of 10, um, like the, the ball just being as, as juiced as I've seen a baseball, like 2019, 2017, uh, it feels like right now the ball is a five. Um, and I think if I got a final vote in the court of the law, I'd like a, like a six and a half. Um, it feels like there have been a couple balls, and I don't know if it has to do with weather. I know we always talk about that, and I think there's no data that supports it, which is hilarious. Um, and then I, we were comparing numbers to last year, and I, I, I don't think the numbers were too far off. I think hitting was down a little bit this year compared to last year. But last year, we literally had a mandate go out that pitchers were using too much sticky stuff, and they had to stop. So that was a little bit of the cause and effect there. So I think the balls could use a, just a little bit more queso in there. And I, I know that probably hurts you a little bit as a pitcher, but just a little bit. I just think there's so much inconsistency now with even from a, like a game to game batter to batter. That's the, that's the thing that I just get confused at is that I, I know that they're sending baseballs all over the place and it's hard to keep them uniform form with every stadium and every clubhouse guy and every but you know there's just the stories that i'm hearing is it's just the inconsistencies with the baseballs is the issue i think you're right and i i think that's ridiculous um because i i know who owns the baseballs um that should be an easy solution hey give everyone the same baseball but uh yeah i don't know 2022 you know what an idea golly um, anything else on Rushman or Harris, Pete? No, buddy. Let's, uh, let's tie a bow on that beautiful opener. That was well done by us. We nailed that. Well done by us. We nailed it. Pete, let's talk about the top prospects of the week. And they're brought to us by some prospects. The Hudson Valley Renegades, uh, went up there last year, uh, you know, took some photos, signed some balls. Wasn't, wasn't really a big deal, just a normal day for me. Beautiful stadium. Uh, beautiful stadium tucked in the Hudson Valley. Um, up in Wappingers Fall, New York. Gorgeous, year-round. Uh, and what they're doing the rest of the year, buy one, get one, lower box ticket the rest of the season with code JOHNBOY. If you're trying to get some nice seats to a game, Hudson Valley is hooking it up. Buy one, get one. And they're also for merch, hats, swag at the Renegade store. Code JOHNBOY again, 20% off. So guess what? Catch yourself some swag, sit in some good seats, and enjoy some future Yankee greats. Everson Pereira, yep. Anthony Siegler, sure. Matt Sauer, Beck Way. These could be the future of the pinstripers. And right now, uh, they are balling out in the Hudson Valley. Check them out on all social media, HV Renegades, Instagram, Twitter, The Talk, Peter's TikTok. 
Um, they got a home series coming up against the Rome Braves. So uh, go check them out. Code John Boy. BOGO, buy one, get one lower box tickets or 20% off merch at the store. So let's get it. You want me to start, my friend? You start. Tell there's some great names on here, and I, I think you. that's what's most important. Oh, there is some great names. Here we go. Gordon Graceffo, or Gre I'm going to go with Graceffo. Gordon Graceffo, Cardinals number 22 prospect, a right handed pitcher. He had an amazing debut for AA Springfield Cardinals on May 27th, called up on May 23rd from Peoria, pitched seven inning complete game and a 3-2 win against the Tulsa Dodgers. He leads the Cardinals minor league system with 52.2 innings and a 1.20 ERA hmm. with 60 punch outs. He's a, <laughs> he's, yeah. a he's a Villanova alum, Matty. Wow. And his college career was interrupted by COVID, but he's been pumping through the system. Amazing. And there's going to maybe a long-term role for him in the rotational bullpen in 2022, Maddie. Wow, really? Whoa. They... Whoa. I, when I got the notes, I was like, really? We're starting off with Gordon Graceffo? And then I saw the Villanova part of it, and I was like, okay. Yeah. Let's see what's going on here. That makes sense. He's their first a... draft pick in the past decade. So that's cool. Wildcats. My, the, I asked someone the other day because uh, my colleague got Villanova and Vandy uh, mixed up, and he said Villanova baseball team. They do have a baseball team in Villanova, Maddie. Yeah, they do. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Any disrespect at all? I was just absolutely asking the question. Northeast baseball can be tough, um, only because I, you know, I just may have mentioned a bachelor party in the Cape. Um, and one, one day we were golfing and I think conditions dropped to like 49 and rainy. Uh, while meanwhile, the boys in the boys in the South don't have to deal with that. Um, the sweaty boxes. <laughs> Tea boxes. I mean, which obviously. is a, yes, yes. Which is yeah. a good trade. Uh, Good job, Gordon. We'll we'll see you on the Cardinals. Says apparently Matt. we'll see you in September. Yeah, yeah, dominate. Let's go. Oh, I did, Peter. I'll now that we're on Gordon Graceffo and this tied to Michael Harris. I did want to ask you, guys that skip AAA. Do do you have a stance on that? Do you even care, or is it just guy to guy, or what? It's guy to guy. I've seen it work, obviously. I don't know. I think it's just the number of at-bats. I don't know that there's a lot of difference between AAA and AA. I know that they uh, maybe there used to be. I felt like when I first came over here in 06, it was like a lot of the older guys were, were in AAA and a lot of the super prospects were in AA. Um, you know, you got your, you got your 14-year AAA veteran catches uh, in AAA that wouldn't go to AA, whereas it's a bunch of younger guys. But I think that's changed a little bit now. I think that a lot of guys that are in AAA now are names that if you had, if they got called up, you would not go, oh, who? I think there's a lot of those guys in AAA right now, but there's still a lot of the prospects in AA. So Frenchie did it. Brian McCann did it. Kelly Johnson did it. There's been, there's been guys that have done it and had success. So I, I just, it's this, the, the amount of at-bats that's going to be the question. I guess... Did any of those guys you just mentioned, I, I mean, were they surprised? Because, like, I, I don't know. I, I guess in your head, especially, you know, the, the way athletes see it, it's like, okay, I'm going to get to high A, I'm going to get to double A, I'm going to get to triple A, I'm going to get to the, the big leagues. I guess were any of those guys just flat out stunned? Like, wait, I'm, I'm going to the show? Right. I think that was in 05 for the Braves. There was a bunch of guys that got caught. They caught up five or six guys from double A that year and they called them the baby Braves. It was a, it was a thing. It was Kelly Johnson, McKay McBride, Blaine Boyer, Brian McCann, Jeff Francoeur. All these guys came up together at the same time and they ended up winning the division and they ended up having some success. So, and all those guys went on to have decent careers, really good careers. So it, I've seen it work. It's um, as I said, I, I, I don't think it was a shock to any of them. I think, I, I just think that they were, they were playing so well and it was kind of, they kind of forced their hand a lot like Michael Harris. Yeah. That's uh, I don't know. There's a lot of shortstop talk in Yankee land this off season and into the season as, as you caught some of at the spring training house and Volpe's at double a. And I, I don't know if the Yankees have Yankees have done that with a pitcher in recent years, Johnny Luizaga actually, mm. but I don't think they've done it with a hitter 
uh, in recent years. So uh, interested to see that. Uh, Peter, it looks like the, the next guy on the list is a guy that you guys have talked about a lot. Baseball's talked about a lot. Got called up to the show this year. Um, but things were happening a little slow, for lack of a better term. But it looks like C.J. Abrams is starting to go in AAA. Number six overall prospect. Well, well, we talked about him. He struggled, obviously. He came up. He was forced up to yes to come with the Los Padres. And, you know, struggled a little bit. Hit 182 in 20 games before getting sent back down. Um, this won't be the last we see of him, obviously. But since he's been down, he's been heating up a little bit last four games. Nine for 16 with a homer. Seven RBIs and eight runs scored. Saturday, he homered and drove in four runs in a three-hit game, leading El Paso to a 14-5 win over the Sugarlands. Mm. Who are they now, the Skeeters or the Maddie? Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys, that's right. They sent us T-shirts and everything. I should know that. Uh, he's MLB's number one six prospect and currently still at the El Paso Chihuahua. Mm. Mm. What do you got on CJ? Man, the Padres haven't been talked enough this baseball season. Um, they were... They were a question mark coming in, like, uh, you know, especially when Tatis goes down and who are the San Francisco Giants going to be? We know what the Dodgers are. They're a, they're just a wagon. Um, they they casually swept this weekend using their five through nine starting pitchers, basically. Um, that's that's just how that team's built. Um, I'm excited to see where we're at with the Padres come August, September. I want to see when Tatis is back. I want to see them give Abrams another chance that when we bring up a Padres lineup, that if you're a Padres fan, this is supposed to be the year. This is the year they, like, this is why they got Clevenger. This is why they got Snell. Um, so, man, I, I know Abrams, he, he got a little bit of run uh, at, at the show level, and the, the numbers aren't too pretty. Um, and again, it, it just shows, goes to show that Major League Baseball is a completely different animal. Uh, but it was 20 games. And, and by the way, like I, I think the defensive metrics in a small span, which you shouldn't use defensive metrics in a small span. Um, but I, you know, he got a stolen base in the show, he got a homer in the show. Uh, I, I like when someone can get a little hunger in their belly. Like when CJ Abrams got, called up to the show this year. He said, all right, I'm about to start my 15-year MLB career. And then 20 games later, he's, he's playing the Sugarland Space Cowboys. So I, I think when he gets his next opportunity, he's going he's gonna to be ready to go. I do too. And I, I think maybe it would have, because he knew that it was an emergency. Like, it wasn't like, hey, we're bringing you up because you've earned the right to come up. It was more of a, hey, buddy, we're going to need you to come and fill a spot for a few days couple of weeks. I think that was spelled out to him early on. So I don't know that there was any disappointment getting sent down. It was almost like a lack of pressure for him too, a little bit. So I'm, I'm with you when he comes back up again and he's ready and prepared and, and he's done, you know, he's stayed as hot as he is right now. And he's done it for a few months. Then he's going to be comfortable and feeling real nice. And I mean, a little bit of an update here. It looks like his full name is Paul Christopher Abrams. I can see the CJ. Yeah. So that's a little, okay. Okay. Um, I'm a little shook by that. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Because there's no gay. I, so I mean, I just want to talk about the fact that Eric Hosmer is still hitting. Just, yeah. So I'm, I'm really, I'm happy about that. Because he's, he's such an unbelievable teammate. I don't want to just sit here and talk into Eric Hosmer's show. But he, he struggled the last two years. I think trying to change and trying to adapt to the way that the game was making everybody. And, and, you know, I don't think it was a fit for him, obviously, but I think, I really do think that he's found himself a little bit over there. He's comfortable now swinging the bat. Well, man, he's shout out to you, Hoss. He's having a really nice year. Ploof is a big Haas guy too, but almost like straight admiration. Like I think they hung out once and I think, I think Ploof's a little jealous of his overall look and bank account. <laughs> Ploof's on his way. Don't, don't get, uh, Ploof's currently vacationing on like the freaking, yeah. he's doing some sort of show Italy trip and he's posting photos and, and like, he looked like an Armani model the other day. It pissed yeah. me off so much. I was like, this mother is, I mean, does he, can he have, leave something for the rest of us? Something. 
You and me both, Peter. Um, maybe the future, Trevor Plouffe, is Yorlin Calderon. Uh, you want to talk about the Yankees prospect right here? The Yankees 20-year-old uh, right-handed prospect. Little complete game no-no? Yeah. What? In Sorry, a single-A no. debut, too. Like, imagine that. Hey, do you mind coming up and making a debut? Sure. You want to go a little shut, Johnny, for you? Complete game, no-hitter, shutty. Seven innings, seven Ks, two walks, no hits. Welcome to A-ball. The Rachel Balkovich effect, some say. Really? So how is she doing after she got smoked? She's she's back and managing and and she you know she came to Australia as a hitting coach for one of the one of the teams in Australia and she I think she she had a really really good impact on that team. With they Manny. really enjoyed having her with Manny. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I think she's just been back since she got hit. Um, I don't know. We'll have to follow up on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, man. Minor league baseball is so crazy. Our our guy, our guy Yorlin, uh, numbers at the previous levels not so hot. Um, small sample size. He's only got fifty three point two innings of minor league baseball. But hey, he's been waiting for. He's been waiting for high high A Tampa. You know, look, my numbers in AAA are not very good, but my numbers in the big leagues, yeah, they play. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes you just got to get to the level you belong. Maybe he belongs uh, higher up. I think you're right. Uh, Thank you. Connor Jones, 27 years of age, was picked up by the Mariners on April 2nd following his release from St. Louis. Love these stories. Drafted in the second round in 2016, uh, decided to go play college ball at University of Virginia after he was drafted in 2013. He hasn't been scored on in 22 innings across his last three starts for double A Arkansas. Complete game, no hitter after being named the Texas League Pitcher of the Week the previous day. Uh, The no-no obviously led to a 6-0 win against your sod poodles, Peter. Uh, Mm. Seven innings pitch, eight Ks. How about it, Connor Jones? Well done. Nice job. I love those stories, man. Redemption. Speaking of redemption, I'm going to move on real quick because I know you got to go, and we've got a few fair bit to get to. So I'm going to we're going to pick the pace up a little bit here, big fella. You ready? Okay, ready. And I got another. I got another tough name. Hendrick Clementina. Mm. Originally signed out of Curacao in 2014 by the Dodgers, was released, then signed by the Los Bravos. 2021 as a minor league free agent as of sunday he was looking to extend his seven game hitting streak for the mississippi braves he's reached base 13 straight plate appearances across three games may 27th he went five for five with a homer and a walk and a stolen base catcher by the way may 28th four for four with a 444 foot home run three rbis and a walk so shay langoliers was traded this offseason if you remember that we now have william Contreras up in the big leagues raking, and now we have an, a bunch of other prospects that are coming through. So I think uh, Alex Anthopoulos knows what he's doing a little bit. Our guy, Hendrick Clementina, a little 826 OPS this year in the minors. Just keep getting on base every time. Not that hard. We'll see you up here in no time if you keep doing that. If you don't get out for the next two weeks, I promise you we'll call you up. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be a story like that. There's There's got to be some kid that just reeled off like a, a 27 yeah and they're the the big league team was just like all right we need the hot hand let's go yeah fire it up fire it up vance honeycutt what a name is this any relation to rick uh our research department's on it right now thank you and if you want to cut that out that's fine maddie pretended to type into a fake keyboard for a second there just like he does when he says we're going to do the old, oh, okay, let's see who goes first. Bing, bing, boom. That's me. Hey, there we go. Draft away. It's just randomlistgenerator.org. .org isn't a thing. Uh, I, I was, I've been around since the internet was invented, and .org isn't a thing. I'm going to have to go with Peter here. <laughs> uh, Vance Honeycutt. Drafted by the San Francisco Giants in the 20th round, he said, I'm Vance Honeycutt. I'm going to UNC, and I'm going to be a higher draft pick. He's a freshman, but he's putting together one of the best individual seasons 
in North Carolina baseball history. That's a pretty prestigious program down there. It is. Uh, first freshman to have a 2020 season since 2011. Uh, first UNC baseball player ever to have a 2020 season. Holy smokes. Uh, and he capped it off with two dingers in the ACC championship game Sunday versus wow. NC State. Uh, have a year, kid. Wow. So he's now going to go, what, top five rounds after this year, you think? I like that I, with, without actually knowing the scouting and, you know, d- digging into mock. Just draft. based on what he did this year, he's pr- obviously elevated where he's going to go in the draft. Because I'm going to do, I'll show you how my brain works. I feel like if you see a starting pitcher who gets drafted out of high school and turns it down and they're like sixth or seventh round, that means they're like a first rounder. That, right. that means the next sweep, they're going to be up there. So if you're going Vance Honeycutt in round 20, yeah, doing some math and some division, I'd think he'd be a top five round guy. Um, it's not a perfect science. Let's see. Uh, he's the son of Leah and Bob Honeycutt. Mm. <laughs> uh, not Rick, the, fo- the former pitching coach of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Not, yeah, it looked like his two sisters played soccer at UNC Charlotte. Uh, mom was track and field, and dad was UNC baseball. So yeah, some wow. athletes. That's a that's some that's some gene pool right there. Holy cow! I need a I need a little bit of that. Um, keep rolling because there's a guy that you guys have been talking about that was across the field from him in the ACC championship game. I can't see it, but if we're talking Tommy Tanks. This guy's been doing this since the. First week of the season, he hit like 42 home runs. So if he's continued to do it, you know, sorry, he couldn't do it in the championship, but Tommy Tanks, keep going, big boy. ACC freshman of the year over Vance Honeycutt. Tough year, Vance. Breaking record, but there's a guy going by the name of Tommy Tanks that's doing his damn thing. Uh, Hey, you know what? Whenever I hear a story like that, I hope it's something that in 10 years is really cool that like, you know, Tommy Tanks is on Tommy Tanks is on the Cubs and Vance Honeycutt's on the Brewers and they've been playing against each other for 15 years now, you know? That's, I'm with you, man. That's, yeah. Alec Burleson, I think our, our final name before the weekly news flash, drafted by the St. Louis Birds second round of 2020, uh, number 11 overall prospect. Cardinals fans are clamoring for him to be called up. Okay, Cardinals fans. Uh, and I think they're doing that because he's hitting 331 with 10 yackers for the Memphis Redbird. Seven stakes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, four for five on Saturday with a stolen base. His third consecutive three-hit game. Uh wow. Yeah, and in the May slash line, 360, 394, 584, 978. Uh, should St. Louis bring up in bold, Corey Dickerson is struggling. Pete? Let me have a look. Let me have a look. Let's go check out our Cardinals. Yeah, where are they at right now? Looks like they're about to play the Padres at home uh, for three. Their offense has been generally... Pretty good this year, but a lot of that is Paul Goldschmidt and Arenado, which that's fine. That's their game plan. That's what they yeah. Corey Dickerson currently slashing 182 with a 0.45 OPS. Mm. I mean, I don't like to draw attention to things that aren't positive, but that's tough. No, and I mean, there's... They're three and a half games back from Milwaukee. Like, why not? Why not? That's going to be an interesting... That's going to be an interesting uh, division, I think. Um, I think, obviously, the Cardinals and the Brewers are just going to fight it out the rest of the year, but it's a, it's all going to depend on what the older guard can do for the Cardinals. It's all those, you know, Wainwright, Yardi, Albert. It's like we're back in 2005. They recently called up a couple guys, Nolan Gorman, the big prospect, um, Yepes, they they called yeah. him up. He's been he's been hitting Brendan Donovan. So Libertores come up to pitch too. Yeah, like I, I I don't know at this point. Like, hey, it's some of the young guys have been playing. If if you can find a slot without, you know, 
obviously like 40 man roster stuff and starts to factor in, but I don't know. Seems like the kids having an all right time at AAA. If you can find them a few at bats. Yeah. Then, then it becomes a question, right? So this is where I, I, this is the interesting part about GMing. I think is that you have a guy, obviously you have your prospects and you have these guys that have got value and they're ranked and all the rest of it. And everybody knows about them, but then you have these guys that come up that are relatively obscure. And then the decision becomes, okay, well, can I afford to bring up this guy that we really haven't banked on having success? And then if he doesn't have success, then we can just cut him loose, but we've still got the guys that are ranked in our top 10 right. and we don't really lose anything as far as value goes. So that's, I, you know, I, and I've seen it before where they've called called up a guy that may have not be their top prospect, but they know that they can, as I said, at the end of it all done, DFA him, non-tender him, whatever happens, because they they don't see the value in him. It's just it's just so some guys get a big league opportunity all based on the fact that they weren't one of the top prospects. You're right, Peter. I mean, you can you can drive yourself nuts thinking about it because I there's I I think pitchers end up on a better side than hitters because I'll I'll give you an example, Joe Mantiply, who's uh, on the D-backs, who you're you're about to see. Uh, he was a Yankees guy that they were just never going to really give him a chance. Uh, they were running out of bodies. They called him up. They put him on the 40-man. He pitched. I think he pitched like two or three games, and then they DFA'd him, and and that was it. That was the Joe Mantiply experience. Now, because he got released from the Yankees, he's now in the Diamondbacks, and he's actually pitching really well. So... Yeah. If that allows you to go somewhere else and have an opportunity, we love that. Uh, for hitters, I think teams are so scared about A, losing the asset, or B, getting burnt by the asset, that, that they don't do a lot of things. And, I, you know, I, I think there were times when the Yankees could have sent down Glaber Torres, but there's still such a connotation about being sent down to AAA Mm. I, I think we need to get over a little bit. Um, just a little bit. Like, baseball is a hard game. Yeah. Um, and it, it just does get tricky, though, because if you start moving things too much, then you get players about not having their opportunity and not getting comfortable. So, yeah, I, so, I get it. So, not to put the old man hat on, but there was a time when I first came up where you had to prove that you could play every aspect of this game, whether it be the littlest of little things. If you couldn't hold runners or throw to bases, you weren't going to go to the big leagues. For, right. like That was just it. Now, I think there's a lot more opportunity for guys to get called up. But at the same time, if they struggle, they are going to get sent back down. Whereas before it was, oh man, if you get sent back down after all that you've done in AAA and then you get your first chance and then you've got to go back, it was kind of seen as a, fuck you're never coming back again right whereas now i think it's just it's almost like you've it's there's a it's just you're going down a level you got to go work it out like a killing it go work it out figure it out come back and we know you can still do it and then maybe get another chance but how many times is that gonna have an impact on a kid's career where he's just like fuck enough man like i, I clearly can't compete at this level yeah and that's i uh, i don't know i i i guess i just there's there's guys like we we just talked about Alec Burleson, who number eleven prospect. That's that's normally not a guy that the GM has penciled in for your three five year plans as an organization. But man, if 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 it started to click and it's going like, I don't know, find out. Like it, it would be good for baseball as a whole if we find out instead of, you know, I I don't know how long the Cardinals could potentially keep a guy like him down in the minor leagues or, uh, you know, is he on, I'll bring up the Cardinals 40, man. Don't do that enough. Yeah. Um, but you know, you're again, it becomes, it becomes the line between like messing with guys, livelihoods, uh, and protecting an asset that, yeah, he's, he's currently not on their 40 man. So to put right. him on, you know, you, you might have to cut someone. And then is it worth the Cardinals to cut someone like, uh, Corey Dickerson, who's got a really nice major league career, and maybe he just had a bad month. You know, right. it's it, it's you're you're right, Peter. It's where you know I'd love if you and I could be co GMs of a team and make these decisions. Fine, we'll, we'll sign up for that one day. Jake Snakes. Um, <laughs> 
Hey, I think this brings us to the weekly news flash. Boop, 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 it does. Boop, 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 boop. Brought to you by Greg Morris Cards. Uh, GMC, he's dynamite. Greg Morris Cards, he's the most trusted sports card seller on the planet, Pete. What are you number one of on the planet? Um, calling a game in an Aussie accent. I th think you might be. American baseball game. American baseball game. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan Rollins Smith. You're uh, we're equal. Equal. Me and Ryan Rollins yeah. Smith. Equal. Peers. Equal first. Uh, Greg Morris cards. Greg Morris. He sells over eighty thousand sports cards every month. Two thousand a day. Over a million last year. Selling vintage cards. They also got the modern stuff. They got the young bloods that you're talking about here. Bobby Witt Jr. Jordan Alvarez. Spencer Torkelson. Bobby Witt Jr. Starting to really get it going. I think, I think Torkelson. We'll see. Um, but hey, free combined shipping when you order two or more cards. Greg Morris and his team grade every card they sell. Uh, buyers have been trusting Greg's grades for years. If they say the card is mint, you know the card is mint. Go to gregmorriscards.com to see their inventory. Follow GMC on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, and this month only, when you check out, send them a message through eBay saying you heard about GMC through John Boy and get $5 off your order of $50 or more. Greg Morris Cards. Well done. Thank you. I'm going to run through this week's headlines. You ready? Feed me. This week's headlines. I feel like this should be some theme music. Futures league game ended 4-4, so it was decided by a home run derby. How do you feel about that? Just real quick. Uh, I don't hate it for a Futures League game. Excellent. Manny Ramirez Jr. then hit a bomb, which led to the win. Gorman and Libertore, childhood friends, both called up rookies by the Cardinals on the same day. These kids played travel ball together. They were drafted together. They've been in the minor league system together. Awesome story. Rookies are carrying the Kansas City Royals, led by Bobby Witt and MJ Melendez, who's absolutely got the swing that I've See that for years. And Hofstra advances to the NCAA regionals for the first time in program history on a walk-off hit by pitch. Wow. How about that? Wow, the Hofstra Flying Dutchman, I believe. Really? Unless what a nickname. Need that. I'm gonna need that hat, by the way. Hofstra, let's see. While you look that up, just a couple of notes here. MJ Melendez, we obviously know is the catcher that led the miners in um, home runs Runners. last season. Um, so he's a little bit blocked by a Salvador Perez, but he did start his first game in right field last night. Ooh, no balls hit to him, but he went two for four with a double. So maybe he likes right field. Then the other William Contreras also played the outfield. I'm we're seeing Dalton Basho is a catcher slash center fielder. Like there's a lot of crossovers going on with athletic catchers right now. Sorry, Maddie, go ahead. No, then the, the only other thing. A um, little bit of sad news is that Royce Lewis ran into the center field wall last night while trying to catch a baseball, another guy that's playing out of position, naturally a shortstop. Um, yeah. And he was taken out of the game. So uh, we haven't heard anything yet other than he got put on the IL and Jose Miranda got called back up. So sure. we don't know any details about the injury, but we hope he's okay. We do too. Thank you. Well done, Matty. All right, Jake, you ready for this? I am Bobby Witt Jr. over his last 32 games now and 823 OPS. Um, he's he's starting to really figure it out. I love that. I love that. I'm ready. Give me some Aussie lingo, Pete. He's also my rookie of the year pick. Okay, no, this is up to you. All right, so I'm going to flick through this book and you're going to stop me on a page and then I'm going to pick one of the things on there. Ready, go. Stop. Hmm. Tough one. None of them were very good. I'm gonna have to go again. Sorry. Stop. <laughs> okay, got it. Drongo. Uh, can I get the letters there? D R O N G O. Drongo. Drongo. Not Longo. Drongo. That's when uh. 
that's that's when your your gutters are clogged. Sure, Maddie. I'm going with that being a your your tee shot in golf. Maddie, I think golf too. Like initially in my head, I thought that would be a golf term. That's a great golf term. Yeah, it's not. Um, Drongo, a foolish or useless person. <laughs> you are a bloody Drongo, mate. Look at you, hey? Eh? Man, that's uh, for the episode I'm on to get that. Uh, right? It's almost perfect. Poetic, really. Everything happens for a reason. Amen. You know? Well, I tell you, that was really loud. Sorry about that. Jake, yeah, uh, you have really, really been great, and I can't thank you enough. Wow, I think this has been a really fun episode. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Your baseball knowledge is it's okay, so I'm I'm proud of you. Well done. Minimal. Always happy to yuck it up with you guys. Bummed Kelsey couldn't be here, but you know, without the opportunity, I don't know if I'd be getting the call. So. Stoked to be with you and Maddie whenever I can. <laughs>